Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hi, everybody. This is the Cricket Badger podcast. Each badger marks the track with its own scent. His black legs are short but very powerful for digging. The name badger probably comes from the French word bêche, meaning digger. A bombshell was dropped. Joe Root has uh, stepped down as captain, um, which came as a shock to me. Probably everyone's considering he said just a couple of weeks ago that he will continue on as captain. So, James, uh, first uh, thoughts about him stepping down? Partly quite sad about it. I've known Rooty since he was a teenager. He's a terrific lad. He's a cricket badger through and through. He loves the sport. And um, I can understand why he wanted to continue. It may be that somebody's been in his ear and he's had a chat with a few people and and thought, do I actually need this anymore? Do I, you know, can I actually give anything more than I've given? I don't think he can. I think he's been 100% as England captain. It hasn't worked out. He's not been dealt the best hand. He's captain through COVID. He's not got a vintage England side um, to skipper either. And I don't think, you know, he. I think he'd probably be the first to admit that he's he's probably not the best captain that's ever lived either. So a combination of things there, but I don't think you can fault Joe Root at all for the, you know, the commitment he's given that role. And I think it'll be a big moment for him, you know, to have, to have finally sat down and thought, yeah, my time has come. I need to hand this on to somebody else. He's a, he's a big thing for any captain in test cricket, especially when you've captained as long as, as Joe has. So, but I, I would think, and I would, I yeah, I'd, I'd imagine that once he's made that decision, you hear a lot of people say this in sport that once they've actually made the decision to retire or to relinquish a leadership role or something like that, all of a sudden you feel a lot lighter as a human being. And I think he's, he's probably um, maybe not there today, but in you know in, in a couple of weeks' time, he might actually think that you know his his appetite for the game and hunger for runs might be you know a bit fresher than it might have been if he'd still been saddled with England captaincy. And I think. One, one final point, Lucas. You know, I watched every ball pretty much of the uh, of the West Indies trip, mm. and yeah, you know, having watched Joe quite closely all the way through his career, I think there were signs in the Caribbean that it was starting to take its toll. He looked tired. He looked he he didn't look fresh. He didn't look eager. He didn't look keen. Um, and I think when it comes to that, you know, I that was the first time that I actually said. I think it's time for him to go. I think yeah. every captain has a shelf life. He's probably come to the end of his, but I don't think anybody can criticize the effort that he's put into that role and you know, hats off to him. And hopefully, you know, what, what is probably a sad day for him today turns out to be the start of a chapter where he goes on and breaks test match run scoring records because he's obviously, despite the fact England haven't been winning, he's been the, uh, the star performer <laughs> for that side. Uh, well, Indeed, you know, his form with the bat um, has been outstanding as captain. Um, so it uh, hasn't affected him one little bit as far as batting goes. But um, with uh, the interview after the West Indies, I think it was David Gower, um, 
they interviewed Joe Root. Joe Root was very was very passionate about coach us coaching, about captaining the England in the summer. You know, he said, I really want to do this. You know, he didn't say, oh, I have to think about it. He, he, he said, I want to be the captain of England. And now he's he's done a 360. Is this, you know, he's th- thought about this or was he pushed? He's done a 180 because the 360 yeah, takes you back to where you started. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's, just yeah. a, that's just me being yeah. pedantic. Um, I, yeah. I, I don't know. I mean, I, I think there's probably, um, you can look at it from a number of different ways. and None of us mm-hmm. know because we're not inside Joe Root's head. But yeah. um, he's either had a chance to actually sit down, speak to his wife. You know, he's got he's got a lovely wife, lovely kids, mm-hmm. lovely family. So, yeah, he's, he's got no shortage of people that are going to be trying to you know, have his corner and have his back. And it may be that somebody's just sat down with him and said, yeah, maybe now is the time. Yeah, there's been no shortage of former England captains coming out in the, in the newspapers to say it's time for him to go. Um, maybe he's taken that on, on the chin. Maybe um, whoever gonna, is going to be the director of cricket, it hasn't been appointed yet. England have got nobody in leadership roles at all at the moment. Um, mm. But if there is a potential, if, they, if they've made the decision and, um, just not announced it yet. Maybe that person has been in his ear and said, this is where I see this going. Go out on your own terms. Don't go out because we've sacked you. Um, so, yeah, there's a number of different ways. But I, I think genuinely, genuinely he was keen to continue when it was in the in the Caribbean. But when you're in that bubble and when you are part of that drive to try and make England better, it's possibly quite difficult to step back and actually evaluate things properly. And, but yeah, you know, he's probably had a few weeks now where he's been able to do that. How would Joe Root uh, go down as as the captain? Um, you know, uh, horrible record as captain. We all know, but you know, with with what he's had to deal with, you know, um, lackluster batting, top order, lower order. Um, how how would he go down as just an individual as a captain? Was it, is it, is it all, I'll be more specific, is it all his fault or is, you know, as you said, he hasn't had much to work with? Um, yeah. I, I don't think he's a great captain. I think he's yeah. probably a six out of 10 or something like that yeah. as a captain. He's not a bad captain. Um, yeah. But I, I think a number of things you've said there play a massive part. You know, he's not had a, a vintage top order. Um, yeah. Said a few <laughs> times on this show, um, you know, if, you, if you've got a great side, you can look a great captain. If you've mm. got a poor side, you can look a poor captain, even if you're a good one. Um, yeah. So I think, you know, you are ultimately judged by your results. He's got a some 42, 43% win record for England in test mm. cricket, which has been spoiled quite a lot over the last year. Um, yeah. You know, I yeah. think in, in with hindsight, he might have thought going after the Ashes might have been the best, best time to go. Um but I think I don't think he's going to be remembered as a great captain. I don't think he's going to be remembered as a bad captain. He's somewhere in the middle because people, yeah. If you if you if you're honest, and history doesn't always have the caveats in brackets or asterisks saying captain through COVID, captain with a bad side. It just has the bold hard stats, doesn't it? But you know those are all mitigating circumstances against. Um, you know, and as I say, he's never been, he's never shirked any of that, and he's always given it hundred percent. So he can take a lot of credit for that. I think. Has he has he gone too early in your opinion? Wouldn't it be better if him to relinquish captaincy after the Ashes, um, or is I this think a perfect time? He goes when he goes, and I, I, and I just the reason he stayed probably longer than he should have done is because there isn't an obvious um, yeah. standout replacement. We'll come on to talk about that, I'm sure. But the yeah. yeah, ultimately his responsibility is to himself and what he thinks he can give the role, and it's not his problem that there isn't a standout candidate to replace him. Mm. Um, and if he thinks it's time to go, it's time to go. Um, so yeah, the, the, everybody watching on will have different opinions about when, when he should have gone. I think it's come to an end and I think, you know, he, he's got to look after himself and make himself, you know, ready to contribute to England going forwards. And if that means that he stands down now and, support somebody else because I'm sure he will knowing Joe, Joe Root he'll be very much as soon as the replacement's announced he'll be right behind them and he's going to be a huge um, player for whoever takes it on he's going to be their key player so you know they need to ha- have him at slip or have him at mid on mid off and um, I'm sure he'll play a part in the leadership group going forward but um, 
he's yeah, as I say, he's he's got to make the decision on his terms, not because there isn't somebody obvious to replace him, and there isn't. Uh, well, is there is there a possibility that Joe Root becomes a vice captain? I think yeah, I think now is the time for him to just remove himself completely from that. Yep. Um, whether that comes back in the future, who knows? Because he's still got a number of years left in him as a Test player, yeah. and. Uh, you don't have to be a designated leader to be part of the leadership group, do you? No. You're in any no. team dynamic, whether it's an office or a sports team, yeah. you can be, um, you, you can lead without the tag of being a leader. I think whoever comes in now as captain will probably want to do it his way. Well, should want to do it his way. Um, and if Joe Root is just part of the ranks, but pipes up if if required, um, and if. If the captain comes in and thinks, oh, we're kind of meandering here, Joe, what would you do now? I don't think there's anything mm. wrong with that. But I think I think Joe will be if, – if, I think the right way for Joe to play this now is to just to, to return to the ranks, concentrate on his batting, and if the new captain needs anything from him, they ask him, and then he you know, he gives he gives his words of wisdom, but steps back and lets them come in and take it on. Uh, well, since you 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 know you said you know Joe Root, um, you can probably better answer this question better than anybody. Um, would would he be an ego, egotistic person? You know, let's say he did get put down, um, and you know he said, you know, that's enough. We're going to step you down, find somewhere else. Would he would he have the ego in him to take over of the new captain? Or no, no he's a laid back guy. No, he's 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 a late yeah. he's a cheeky chappy. He's a laid back kind yeah. of guy. He's certainly not. I, I, I mean, I've obviously not been captained by him, not been in that England dressing room. I would imagine yep. he's not being a, a table thumping, you know, mm. hairdryer shouting at people kind of captain. He's quite a respectful, polite kind of fella. He'll understand that the new captain coming in has got a lot on his plate. And as I say, he'll be there to help him if he's required to, and he'll stand back when he's required to. I don't think he'll be, um, yeah, trying to jump in, in in front of the cameras in the limelight at all. Yeah. <laughs> um, so we, we won't expect him to do the Steve Smith role. We know Pat Cummins is the captain, but really Steve Smith. Um, yeah. he won't he won't he won't be doing that, will he? I know. I, I, there may be, as I say, there may be yeah. in sort of four years' time or three years' time, two yeah. years' time, whatever. Yeah. There may be a, a, a position for Joe Root in that leadership group again, or as, or as vice captain. But I think for now he'll be more than happy just to to uh, concentrate on scoring runs. Uh. Going back to Joe Root, the captain. What are, what a couple of um, series series where you've said, "Geez, that that's great um, captaincy." You know, what, what are the series that you thought you know he got out of that very well? Now, well, well, what series do you remember you that um, that Joe Root would be known for under his captaincy? I don't think there's any standout. Uh, I mean, okay. he's, he's had some good performances as a captain. I, I think there's been very few. I mean, most of them came fairly early on. I think there's been very few times though where with that England top order he's been able to drive a game you know as, as a captain you want to try and get 400 on the board then set your own fields and try and dictate the pace from there and very few times has Joe Root been in that position the collapses have been become more famous than the big stands and uh, mm. you know so, so therefore he's been chasing games and trying to get back into matches on days two three and four rather than actually having 500 on the board and being able to kind of grind the opposition down so it's been, it's been tough, I think, for him. You know, yeah. as I say, you know, if, if you're a, a good captain in a great side, you can look fantastic. And um, England very rarely have put Joe Root in a position where he can really take too many opportunities as a captain, I don't think. So I think his record's very, I mean, to have captain as many times as he has done and got a, you know, he's got more wins and more defeats than any other England captain. Um, it's, it's, it's a good record. It's not a bad record. I think, you know, over the last year, England have had not very much success at all. And I think that's tainted the memory of Joe Root in a way because he's gone out not on a high. He's gone out on quite a low. I was going to bring that up, yeah. Um, so it's that's a shame because he deserves better than that. But, well, you know, if you actually go through some of the rest of his years as captain, there's been some yeah. very good performances. So, um yeah, uh, but it, yeah, as I say, I think it's time to go. It's the first time I've defended him. I've kind of backed him. I've wanted to, to see him carry on because, you know, A, there isn't anybody else, but B, I know how much effort he'll be putting into that role. But, you know, during that West Indies trip, that was the, f- and, and probably to, in the ashes to some degree, that's the first time I've actually started to think this is probably time for you to go, Joe. 
does does Joe Root get too much empathy? Now we know that he's the captain of that team, uh, and basically it's just a it's a one man, you know, um, show because players around him don't stand up. Um, but as you said, you know, some it has tainted his career. But you know, is is that down to because people feel so sorry for him, um, and they realise that you know what he he was up against it from day one. He's never really had the support, but. At the end of the day, you know, he could have stepped down at any time. I think, Lucas, everything's binary. You, yeah. you, you'll have people in my camp that kind of recognise the good parts of Joe Root and and mm. think that he's given it everything he's got. Yeah. There'll be people who, are, well, I know people who just say, well, he's a rubbish captain. He should have gone ages ago. Mm. Um, there's not too many grey areas in the conversation these days, are there, on anything. No. Um, but, yeah, I think well, you... when the dust settles and people actually look back on Joe's contribution as captain um i hope they see that there are as many positives as potential negatives and i don't think that i don't think a lot of the negatives were in his power yeah there were times where he let sessions drift there were times where he didn't take you know his field placings and his bowling changes and maybe the way he looked after some of the bowlers could be questioned but um there's also a lot of baggage at the moment in, in and around that england side the priority white ball cricket the fact that he didn't always get the squads he wanted the fact that he um he's been up against it and that the batters generally speaking have let him down which uh um yeah like i said when you when you actually um write it down in on wikipedia or something that's probably not going to be there in a bracket after it is it it's yeah. just going to be the cold hard facts but i think there was definitely positives from Root's captaincy as well as the negatives that yeah. people will will talk about well, with all the the beatings he's taken, you know, by press, media, um, fans, such and such, you, you you can never question his heart. He's always been there for England cricket, the fans, and you know that I think that's something that you don't see, you don't hear a lot about Joe Root is his heart. Um, what what do you think of him as a person? You know, towards the uh, ECB and and the England fans. I I think he's that's his strength. Um, yeah. yeah, tactically maybe, um, not, you know, six out of 10, but I think as a, as a human being, as a cricket badger, as I say, yeah. as a cricket lover, yeah. as somebody that's been immersed in the game since he was a kid, somebody that, you know, when he gets up in the morning, whatever age he is, the first thing he wants to do is put a bat in his hand and, and go and play cricket. Mm. Yeah. Um, yeah, he, he, he loves the game and that comes across, I think to people, you know, the smile there the, at the crease, the, the fact that he looks like he's enjoying it, the fact that he, um, he's obviously giving it his all, whether it's good enough or not in people's minds. He's a, that's open to debate, but I don't think the Barmy Army, I don't think England fans, I don't think anybody has been shortchanged by Joe Root as the human being. Badges are furry creatures. 85% of women badges think bad grooming is a major turn-off. 80% of women badges think men should trim below the belt. 89% of men think good grooming is essential to the professional success. Don't just dismiss it out of hand. Get on there, manscaped.com. Check out their great range of male grooming accessories. Hygiene, appearance, attractiveness, confidence. Simply go to manscaped.com, quote the discount code BADGER. You get 20% off, you get free shipping, and you get some seriously quality equipment. Manscaped.com, together we save balls. Just been covering Joe Root has stepped down. Um, We're going to go into potential replacements. We've done a whole bunch of times of, of who's going to take over, who would you like to see. Um, so I'll give you some names here um, and you just tell me what you think. How long have we got, James? I've got a, I've got a whole list of names. about everybody in um, England's on this list, yeah, I think. Yeah, well, indeed. Um, we won't name every single body. We'll just go through um, the players in the team then domestic captains and outside the box. So we'll start with Ben Stokes. Um, he's the vice captain at the moment, I think. Um, what What... What don't you like about him as a captain? What do you like about him as a captain? Uh, there's about 54 million adults in England, I think, and <laughs> half of those are going to be male. So there's 27 million potential candidates on the list. Some will be too old. Yeah. Um, but yeah. uh, I, I, I think uh, Ben Stokes... Are you, are, you, are you putting your hand up, James? Is that you putting no, your I'm hand up? Old. I'm too old. My <laughs> knees are gone. Um, I, 
I think Ben Stokes is the easy choice. Um, mm. This isn't, the, you know, none of what I'm about to say is a reflection on Ben Stokes as a cricketer. I think he's no. a tremendous yeah. cricketer. I think he's, you know, his kind of reserves and his fight and his, you know, some of the performances he's done over the last few years have been legendary. Um, so, you know, as an all-rounder in the side, he's massively important, hugely important, and particularly that test team, adds that balance to that test side. Um, but I also think there's about 15 million reasons he shouldn't be captain. Mm. Um, he's not got a huge amount of captaincy experience. I think he's yeah. captained once in test match cricket and they lost it. Um, he's a hothead. Um, you know, he, He's passionate, but that bubbles over on occasions. That's not necessarily a trait you want your captain to have. He's um, somebody who has, in the last 12 months, been well-documented, has suffered from mental health issues. Um, And that is something that, A, is great that he's spoken about that, but B, do you want to give um, somebody that's kind of battling that the yeah. most pressurised job in English cricket. I, I would say not. Um, and another reason is that he has got quite a big injury history in recent times. He's currently got a bad knee, I think, at the moment. Um, he missed a lot of cricket last in the last 12 months um, through mental health injuries, his finger. He, he would run through a brick wall for that side, and that's not a bad mm. thing to say. Yeah, But yeah. I... Yeah, a lot of people criticise Joe Root for bowling Ben Stokes too much, but I would probably think that, but you know, Joe Root was having to wrestle the ball out of his yeah sort of dead lifeless hands almost uh, mm. over my dead body kind of thing. Take this ball off me! I'm yeah. I'm bowling England to victory. As a captain, yeah. I think there's a huge temptation for Ben Stokes to try and do everything himself, um, and that is something that you know, if they did go down that route, they'd need to make sure there was a a vice captain, the same way Steve Smith takes things over from Pat Cummins. Um, When Pat Cummins has got the ball in hand, somebody would have to take that role for England because otherwise Ben Stokes would just bowl all day and he'd he'd, he'd be on the field for one day and Um, then injured for the rest of the season. Um, I'm glad you brought out that point because what I've noticed since Pat Cummins has been captain, he bowls a lot. He bowls a lot of overs. Um, In in Pakistan, he bowled a ridiculous amount of overs. I think in the first test, he bowled over 30 overs. Mm. Um, so I, I, I do get the point that, you know, a bowling captain sometimes will get a bit egotistic and they'll think as he, and, he, and you've just pointed out that, you know, Ben Stokes is a bit like that. Um, when Joe Wood was captain, it's hard to get the ball off his hand. So, so is it a bit of a concern where he say, you know what, I'm the captain, I'm just going to bowl all day. Well, not all day, but you know what you're I mean? Is, is, is that field. a concern? Yeah. Yeah. You're yeah. in a tight corner in the field, the partnership's yeah. growing. You've yeah. you've already bowled twenty overs, you know, in the in the morning session or something, and you're thinking, well, Jimmy can't do this, Stuart can't do this. Give the ball to me. I'm going to give it two or three overs, and then eight overs later, you still haven't got the breakthrough, but yeah. you're still trying. That's that's yeah. the danger, isn't it? And uh, yeah. I I just I, I think Ben Stokes is too important to that side to to give yeah. the captaincy to, and that might sound strange, but and I I think he's mm. too important to that side that they need to keep him fit. I mean. Je- Realistically, there's only two players in that England Test team at the moment who you could bet your bottom dollar they're going to be mm. part of that England Test side in 12 months' time, and that's Joe Root mm. and Ben Stokes. Joe Root's the outgoing mm. captain; you can't give it back to him, obviously. And Ben Stokes is too important to keep him on the on the park. So, he, for me, it would be an awful appointment if they go to Ben Stokes. But I think it'd be the it's the obvious one, it's the okay. easiest one, but it'd be the, it would be the worst one. So a rating out of ten, how 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 much how like how would you like to see um Ben Stokes in the team out of ten as captain? Two out of ten. Okay, so we'll put it two. Okay, the next the next uh one um has found some form in returning to England but has been outside. That's Johnny Bearstow. Johnny's not the one for me. Um I know Johnny as well from time at Yorkshire. He's a terrific lad. Great cricketer. He needs to get himself back into top form and to nail down that test place. Uh, first and foremost, he's shown a lot of signs that he's doing that. Um, and when he's on fire, he's he's very much worth his place in that England side. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, but he's he he's not a cricket badger. Whether you need to be a cricket badger to be the England captain, but you've got to obviously think about captaincy a lot. Um. Or, or think about cricket a lot, you'd assume. Um, 
And he, he's somebody that I know turns off from the game as soon as he drives out the car park. He's thinking about rugby, thinking about music, thinking about other stuff, not necessarily about cricket. Um, and I also think he's probably a bit too... Um, bit too sort of feisty, a bit too tetchy. Um, yeah. he, he likes to prove people wrong. A lot of what people admire about Johnny is also potentially his downfall because he does like to prove people wrong, but he is also a little bit prickly. Um, and as an England captain, you're going to get as much criticism as anybody. Um, and he doesn't always react to criticism very well. Yeah. Um, so for me, I would I, put him above Ben Stokes in my yep. wish list, but it'd only be on a three out of 10 rather than a two out of 10. Yeah. Well, that says something about Ben Stokes. Um, if you're going to put Johnny Bester higher than Ben Stokes, so um, I, 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 I mean, I've given Ben Stokes two out of ten because he's got a, he's a terrific lad. He's got a great yeah. brain, but yeah, that's it. Yeah. Um, now I'm really struggling um, from the major team. Uh, Stuart Broad. Stuart Broad. I could see the advantages. Um, it would it would only be a stopgap because we don't know like, how long. Broadie's got left in that England Test team, and they'd, mm. we don't know if he's ever going to play again because he was left out in the West Indies. Yeah. Um, but he's been had a captaincy role before with England in the T20 um, yeah. field um, or format. He, um, I can't stop laughing at that, James. Every time someone mentions T20, that I try not to say that serious. But I. I mm. There would be worse appointments, okay. um, but I he wouldn't be my appointment. I I also think Lucas. Just I mean, we could be going through people that are currently in the in the squad sort of mm. situation. Although Rory missed West Indies, yeah. Um, there's an argument to say just kind of jump away from that bubble and get a fresh pair of eyes because yeah, I'll bring know, that up I'll, as well, James. I'll bring that up as well. <coughs> Excuse me, I'm getting over COVID. I've got a dry throat. <laughs> yeah. Oh, gee. The uh, so yeah, <laughs> he wouldn't be my pick, Stuart Broads. I'd give him four out of ten because he's probably better than the, the two we've mentioned already, but he wouldn't be my pick. Okay, um, another fast bowler, um, or fast, um, you know, where I'm going to go with this, James Anderson. Same, exactly the same. Um, yep. probably, probably less captaincy experience than Stuart Broads. Um, not in the team at the minute. Yep. Has got huge experience. Three out of ten. Yep, or three out of ten. Okay. Now we're going to go with uh, a domestic captain here. So we're going to go away from the current team and go domestic only. Um, Ollie Pope has um, scored a tremendous amount of runs um, in the first two rounds uh, for Surrey. Um, I'll jump in there. Ollie yep. Pope. No. Okay. Not out of ten. Zero out of ten. Don't need to go I mean, on about that. Giving Ollie Pope a, a, the England captaincy now would be a, it'd be an insult to cricket. Um, you know, terrific sorry lad. Ollie Pope if you're listening. Terrific lad, huge potential. Um, scores yeah. runs for fun at the Oval. Struggles yeah. elsewhere. Has struggled in Test cricket. Needs, yeah. needs to nail his game down. Needs to bat along. Needs to needs to show everybody that he's a Test player. Yeah. You know, yep. throwing him the captaincy would be bonkers. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, let's let's see if we can do better than zero. Uh, James Vince. James Vince now, he's possibly the one I'd go for at the okay. moment. I think James Vince is better than a lot of his naysayers give him credit for. Yes, he went through a period with England where he scored pretty 20s and then edged a slip, but I think he's better than that now. He's got 100 in one day cricket, which will have given him a bit of a boost. Um, when he's on song, he's as good as anybody in England, batting-wise. Um, technically beautiful. Um, and he captains Hampshire and is and, and, and is well thought of down there. So mm. and I I also think if you bring James Vince back into the side purely as a batsman, you know, the way it works with, with England is that you somebody comes back into the side, they get a bad couple of test matches, all of a sudden they're rubbish, clear off again. People have very short patience spans. <coughs> Excuse me. Um but Giving him the captaincy, people say, well, that adds too much pressure because you've got to prove yourself in two disciplines. But yep. I actually think it probably takes the pressure off a little bit because if you say you're captain now for the next two years, we're appointing you for at least two years, you know you're in the side, so it takes the pressure off your batting, if anything. 
you can yeah. just concentrate on leading that group and scoring a few runs. Obviously, you, you, you've got your pride. You want, you'll want to score runs and not scoring any would start to cause you a problem. But it might just take the pressure off a little bit. I think James Vince is older. He's more mature. Um, I don't think he'd be the worst shout in the world. Um, it, it kind of illustrates where we're at, really, that he's my chosen pick <laughs> and I'm, gonna, I'm only going to give him six out of ten. Um Whereas you know it's the first time Lucas in my in my memory that the England Test captaincy has come up and there isn't an, an obvious couple of candidates or one candidate that's you know that they almost don't need to announce it. It's so obvious that person's going to get it, or there's yeah. two people fighting out for it at the moment. There's nobody fighting it out for this. Um, I, I did say domestic captains, but they've been in and out of England. Um. Royal Boy says, hello, James and uh, Lucas. Uh, hello, hello, Royal, Royal Boy. Boy. Um, uh, Dan Lawrence from Essex. Who is oh, cap- these, are cap- these are captains, by the way. <laughs> what, on what basis? I'm only giving you names that have captained their domestic te- teams. You know, he has been in and out of... He's in the same um, position as Ollie Pope. Yep. No, yep. Zero. Okay. Now we're going to go with true domestic that haven't played for England. Uh, Chris Cook, Cook from Glamorgan. No. Okay. Um, Steve Milani from Nottingham, who's had a, a double hundred in his first game back in a 50. No. No. Okay. No. Uh, Tom. No. I, I love him as a county player. I don't think he's a test yep. player. Okay. Tom Abel. Tom's in a, Tom would be a, a very um, good choice, possibly the next time around. Um, at yep. the moment, he needs to get his game back. He's, he's kind of, Edge towards white ball cricket. He's played in the hundred. Yep. He's played in the big bash, um, but his current first class form is awful. Um, yeah. If he'd started this season with a double hundred and a hundred yeah. and a couple of wins for Somerset, yeah, yeah, the conversation might be slightly different. And the, the, you know, his pedigree isn't judged on just two games, but it is in a little way because yeah. you're kind of waving your hands at the selectors at the minute, and he's not doing that. He's kind of almost digging a trench and hiding from them because his form is awful. Somerset's form's awful. Yeah. Um, so it's difficult to make a case for him. You are listening to the Cricket Badger podcast. Will Rhodes. I like Will. Um, he's obviously the county championship winning captain of Warwickshire mm. last season. Yes. Um, whether his game is quite good enough for test cricket, I don't know. We will never know unless he's tried. I'd like to see him maybe get an opportunity um, higher up in terms of international honours. Um, it may be just a little bit the wrong timing for Will. He'd yeah. definitely be in my shortlist, though, of people to consider. Yep. Um, but in terms of the scores out of 10, he'd be behind James Vince. I'd probably give him a four yep. or a five. Okay. Um, as I said, I'm not going to go through all domestic captains. Um, so we're going to go outside the box. Um, Sam, Sam Billings is another one that um, people okay. keep bringing up. Um, okay. And I I can see why. Um, whether he's yep. played enough Red Bull for Kent recently, I don't know. But he's obviously yep. well thought of in that kind of environment. Yep. England don't need a keeper. The one place England have got yeah. millions of people sort of shouting for positions is, is the keeper position. Um, and it would be tragic for Ben Folks if he was ousted for Sam Billings mm-hmm. coming in as captain. I can see why he would he'd probably make my short list for at least consideration or long list for consideration. But yep. possibly wouldn't be for me and maybe a three or a four out of ten. Okay. Uh, as I was going to go outside the box, um, this is this is out there, but having said outside the box, Alistair Cook. It's not even a conversation, is it? He's not coming back. He is making a lot of runs, James. But he's That's not coming the, back. He's just tired from international cricket. <laughs> he might get he might get encouraged the way he's batting. I don't know. I don't know why he's retired because he's making a lot of runs. Um, uh, Aaron Morgan, the white ball captain. Pointless discussion. He doesn't play yep. Red Bull. His body isn't fit enough to get through five days of cricket. Um, yep. He's on his way out of the England White Ball captaincy because his form's deteriorated. Yep. It's just a, I've seen a lot of people bring him up on my Twitter um, timeline. Really? It's kind of I've stopped replying to it because it's just a, okay. It, it's not even a conversation. So we'll put another zero. Uh, okay. Um, and the last at Racky idea, Darren Stevens. Again, not a conversation. Okay. So I, I, named loved, about... I love Steve-O. He's a terrific mm. county player. He's become a cult hero on the county circuit, but he's not even a, he's not even played international cricket. He's, what, 45 now? It's not a, it's not a conversation. 
Well, we've named over 20 players, um, and the, the bet, there's only one player that got over five out of ten. That was the, uh, your man James uh, Vince from Hampshire. Um, so that's in, in a way. You know, I, I, is that a bit concerning? That you know, oh, it's massive, like this a, is all massively concerning because yeah, yeah. I mean, if, if you just step <laughs> back a second, the, you, yeah. you've got a situation with English cricket at the moment where the um, the, che- the chief executive Tom Harrison has made millions and millions of mistakes over the last few years. Um, He's taken a massive bonus and he's on his way out by all accounts of the ECB. Mm-hmm. But he's currently trying to sign a 10-year TV deal before he goes. I don't know if that means he gets another bonus, but he's almost trying to cement the 100 in mm-hmm. as his legacy before he leaves, um, which I think would be a, a, a tragedy. Um, but he, So he's on his way out and, and certainly isn't well thought of at the moment in the game. Um, you've lost the director of cricket. Andrew Strauss is in there on a temporary basis. Um, so they, they need to appoint that person very quickly because somebody needs to take the reins in some degree because there's nobody in charge. You've lost, um, yeah, with, they, they haven't got a chairman of selectors at the minute because it went to the head coach. They haven't got a head coach at the minute because Chris Silverwood left after the Ashes and Paul Collingwood only took over on a temporary basis for the West Indies. Probably the, the chances are that there's two positions free there because I think the director of cricket will make that a white ball and red ball coach separate. So that needs replacing. And now we're missing a captain. So there's, you know, in, in all of the leadership roles in charge of the England side, there is nobody in position. All of those desks have got nobody behind them at the moment. Um, apart from um, England England holding a test licence, there's nothing wrong. <laughs> and, I mean, and just to kind of further that, you know, when people talk about oh, it's got to, the, the person's got to come from the existing side, Mm. <laughs> that there's, like I said before, there's two people in that team who have got longevity in terms of being able to ink them in. If you're picking a team for the winter tour next this time next year or the start of next summer, oh. you've got Joe Root. Yes, of course he is, because he's one of the best batsmen in the world. Oh, yeah. You've got yeah. Ben Stokes. Yes, of course he is, because he's one of the best all-rounders in the world, assuming he's fit. Apart from that, can you guarantee that any of the other people that are currently involved in the squad are going to still be selectable by that stage? Their form is so up and down. Yeah, you can probably say that there's a few of them in there that have got more chance than others, but the Ollie Popes, the Dan Lawrences, the Johnny yeah. Burstows uh, have been so in and out of this side and so in and out of form. You can't say they're definitely going to be there in 12 months' time. Alex Lees came in in the West Indies, Sibley, Burns, all of the openers. Who's going to be the opener in 12 months' time? If if I was to give you pen and a paper and say, write down that England test team in, 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 in 11, 12 months' time, who's going to open for England? None of us would have a clue, would we? Because nobody, you know, hopefully Alex Lees scores loads of runs this summer and takes yeah. that conversation yeah. for one of the berths off mm-hmm. the table. But nobody has got a clue at the moment who is going to open for England. All the fast bowlers are injured. So who's going to be bowling for England in, 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 in 12 months' time? Who's going to be keeping? Ben Folks hasn't taken his opportunity as I was hoping he was going to do. So there are so many question marks in terms but, of selection going down that 11. But on that, isn't that isn't that EC, the ECB's fault for not bleeding these young kids? Now, like I said, they, they had depleted injuries in the Ashes, had depleted injuries in uh, West Indies. They could have bled some of these new players, no? Yeah. So why didn't they? Why do the ECB do what they do? Oh, I mean, yeah. I, don't, I don't know why they get out of bed some days because I don't know what they achieve. Yeah, in my opinion, when you when you take over a a leadership role in cricket's hierarchy in terms of administration your job is to hand over your part of the pie in a better sweeter tasting kind of um, flavor mm. to use that pie analogy um to hand on that big piece of pie in, in a healthier kind of looking shape at the moment tom harrison whoever's going to take over from him is handing the game over in a worse shape to me than, it, than when he took it over Wh- whoever takes hold takes charge of um you know chris silverwood I think he was coaching with his hands tied behind his back, but he's handed over the team in a worse shape than it was when he took over. Yeah, there's nobody at the moment in leadership groups inside English cricket that are actually doing their job well enough so they're able to actually pass the baton on to their next person and say, look, this is where I brought it. It's now better than it was when I took it on. Now it's your job to take it further. In in a way, taking a, a job in English cricket at the moment, is it, they all look pretty pretty poison chalice don't they? Because it's so mm. bad. But in a way, it's the best time to take charge, isn't it? Because you can only yeah. go up from where they are. Well, you know, as you just said, you know, whoever does come over, will, will they bring in a mentality of that it needs a whole reset or will they try to fix what was the problem before they came in? 
It's got. It needs a reset. It needs. Well, of course, it, yeah, it, yeah. It, but are, are, you, are you afraid that they might actually do that? They said, "Well, let's try to fix it before the reset." Is there a possibly where the next group of I coaches, think there seems CEOs, to be a drive. that? There seems to be a drive that the reset's required. Okay. Um, okay. So I think I think whoever takes on will get a degree of um, support for changing the game as they see fit. I just hope that whoever takes the, the game on, whether it's Rob, yep. Rob Keats seems to be the favourite for the director of cricket at the moment. Yep. Um, they don't seem to have had too many applicants, it has to be said. Um, and that's, that's yeah, that possibly, because it doesn't look like a great job. But I think it actually is a great job because you've got the chance to really make a difference in the game at the moment. You know, to taking this cricket by the scruff of the neck and really make a difference that's tangible in, in a few years' time. Um but I, I think there's almost like you're taking this job, but you've got to keep the hundred. You're taking this job, but you've got to do this. So there are there are certain parameters in control. Whereas if I took the job, the first thing I'd do was say, right, we're taking the hundred off the list, and we're going to do. <laughs> we're going to make the summer, oh yes. We're going to make the summer a better looking summer. We're going to try and play exactly. throughout the summer. We're going to, you know, to me. I mean, I know you're not a fan of white ball cricket, full stop. But I am. To me, a, a, an English summer should look like a, a stick of rock from Blackpool Beach where you've got the red and white swirls going through the season. So you've got the red there, it's given priority. You've got the white there, it's given priority. But you treat each equally and you and you celebrate and market both forms of cricket. At the moment, yeah. the red ball's hidden behind the white ball. Yeah. You get an English summer, you stick in the 100 in the month where the sun's probably going to shine the most and the schools are off. You stick in the T20 blast next in the fixture list and then you shoehorn the red fixtures, red bull fixtures in around the edges of that. That's the wrong way to do an English summer. Yeah. We need to give red bull priority because otherwise, you know, I mean, I think it's actually got worse, but you know, generally speaking, England, um, gotten start, worse. How start, can it get worse games? Genuinely speaking, England starts to do post-mortems about Red Bull cricket mm, after yeah. the Ashes. And yes, of course, we're after the Ashes now, but it's, it's become a trend, though. People can see it elsewhere. England have stopped winning at home, even. Um, so people are getting people that care about the game and care about Red Bull cricket are seeing now that trend starting to really go through the game more than just in the big series. And whoever takes over as director of cricket has got a real opportunity, real opportunity to make themselves an absolute hero. Because, yeah, I'm not saying, yeah, keep the 100 if you must. Keep the 100. You know, I don't think we're going to, I can shout all day long, but the 100 is probably here to stay and I've probably got to get used to that. But at least, at least put the Red Bull fixtures in the right Mm. places. Try and get those pitches sorted out. Try and give the county system some degree of priority and actually look like you care about it. I nearly swore then. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, that's fine. The ECB, I did a tweet the other day. How How are you expecting cricket lovers, sports fans, floating sports fans, people from the edges of the game that... Um, you're trying to drag into cricket to be supporters. How mm. can you expect them to love county cricket and the championship if the ECB look like they don't give a crap about it? Well, just on that, you know, I haven't seen one Twitter, one tweet from the ECB pages regarding county cricket. Not one tweet. Yeah. I, I, I I tweeted exactly that the other day. So, you know, yeah. And it's, and I did get a couple of responses, which are fair enough responses, that the, each of the different um, competitions has its own Twitter feed, so there's a county championship Twitter feed. Oh, please. But, but as the governing body, if you've got assorted Twitter feeds, you've got the ability to cross-promote, you've got the ability to um, shout about the championship from the 100 feed, you've got the ability from the, you know, the championship's reaching its, its kind of last fixture before the 100 starts. You say, over to the 100 now, we'll see you after the 100's finished. Enjoy your, enjoy the, you know, mm. actually give each other a bit of a leg up and say, yeah, that's over there and that's over there and you should all be happy about everything. Everything's great. The mm. sun's shining. Cricket's here, everybody. At the mm. moment, they don't yeah. do that. Cross-promote, actually yeah. show you love the sport. Well, they, they, they do that with the Sheffield Shield in Australia. You know, if someone's made 100, They'll post. They'll post a tweet. Um, someone's took five wickets. They'll post a tweet. You know, Australia really, regardless. You know, I'm not a fan of breaking up competitions um, like the Sheffield Shield does for Big Bash. Um, but what I do agree with Cricket Australia, they do promote the Sheffield Shield just as much as the Big Bash. Yeah. Um, and I think that's very important for Red Bull cricket. Now, 
it's you massive. Said, show, oh show yeah, you, yeah. Show yeah. you actually, yeah. you know, show yeah. you actually think it's important. Because yeah. if you don't yeah. look like you think yeah. it's important, yeah. how are you going to expect Fred Smith to? Yeah. My name is Jacob, and I sent the badger a message, and now I'm on the podcast with this jingle. If you would like to get in touch with the Cricket Badger podcast, then tweet at cricket underscore badger. You, know, you, you made the point that I'm not a fan of white ball cricket. You know, I'll, I'll bury the hatchet here. I'm not. I used to be. I used to love white ball cricket. Uh, I used to get up at, stay up at three in the morning in the Caribbean in 07 to watch Australia um, win in the West Indies. You know, I stayed up for those tournaments. But what put me off of white ball cricket is is the lack of um, respect towards red ball. They they moved all all kind of white ball cricket and replaced that head of red ball cricket. And that's what I didn't like. That's why I don't like the IPL. That's why I don't like the T20 World Cup. The T20 World Cup, James. No, we had one last year. Now we're going to have one this year in Australia. I couldn't give a damn where it's played. Why are we having two World Cups in two that, years in a row? Partly, that's because of COVID just kind of shoot yeah, all them together, yeah, isn't yeah, it? That, yeah, that, yeah, that I, I, I understand. I can understand that to agree. But I've seen scheduling that, you know, World Cups two years apart from each other. That's ridiculous. That's why I do not like white ball cricket. Because my belief is, right, the premier white ball cricket is the 50-over World Cup. That's how it always should be. Now, if you if you want to go back to Rebel, white ball tournaments such as um, World Series Cricket, you know, which I wasn't even born, um, which was massively successful here in Australia, you know, that's fine. But I, I just thought that T, T20, you know, and white ball cricket over, you know, overtake red ball cricket. And I think that's wrong in all countries. You know, James, we've seen in West Indies completely destroyed Red Bull cricket. We've seen that in Sri Lanka completely destroyed Red Bull. Um, I, I, I agree with you to an extent, but yeah. why? Yeah. yeah, we have to be realistic. Ultimately, a sport is a business. You know, it's an entertainment yeah, I, industry. Um, yeah, but it's also a business. I, and, I, and yeah, you, I, pay, I understand the money. Yeah, yeah go ahead, so you've got, to, you've got to pay the bills. You've got to, yeah. and it's the T Twenty yeah. tournaments at the moment that are that are the revenue generators, aren't they? And yeah. so. So that is why there's room for both. Yeah. I'd like, you know, I, yeah. I love the IPL. I love watching. Yeah. Um. I I really enjoyed the T20 World Cup. I have to say. Um. So yeah, there's room for both in the sport. So it's not. This isn't for for me. This isn't what somebody I know calls format wars, where it's either red ball or white ball. It's both, and actually treat both as if they're precious. I, I don't think they can, though, James. If if you if you held a gun to the ICC's head and said, right, get rid of IPL, get rid of the T20 World Cups. Or get rid of um, Test cricket. I think they'd pick Test cricket. Why do you need to get rid of only of those three? Well, I'm just using them in the, as an example. Um, but but I'm, I'm just saying they'd pick Test cricket to go, and I think that's unacceptable. I think Test cricket is the is the number one format of cricket. You know, I don't care a damn if it's played in Antarctica or bloody Greenland. Test cricket should always be your number one format. That's my opinion on that. I mean that that's how I look at it as well. But I now, I would be yeah. I'd also be massively sad if T Twenty disappeared yeah. now. Yeah. I'd, I'd, yeah. I'd love some of the T Twenty yeah. tournament. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that, now that's not me neglecting white ball. You just you, if it was up to me, you just get rid of white ball cricket. I wouldn't. I would go back to how it was because I think how it was before the IPL came in, before T Twenty came in, I think it was fine financially. I think it was all good. Now someone can prove me wrong with that, but I I don't think you know Test ICC was going broke. You know, they've added these formats in and they've been so successful that, you know, it, it, it's too hard to, re, to, to, to get rid of them now. But I don't think Test Cricket was, or the, sorry, the ICC, the game of cricket was in trouble before IPL came in, before T20 came in, James. Um, no, but it's, it's stronger financially because of them. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I, 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 like I say, I don't think there's anything wrong with playing the IPL. I don't yeah. think there's anything wrong with having the Blast or the Big Bash or CPL or Pakistan Super League or any of these tournaments. I think the white ball is important. You know, the new gen- there is a new generation that loves probably white ball, doesn't like test cricket. That's fine. You know, if that's if that's what turns you on, that's what gets your juices flowing, that's what gets you through the turnstiles, and that's great. But yeah, equally, there's a lot of us out there, you and me included, who love mm-hmm. test cricket and will sit in front of... Um, yeah. I, 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 nothing I'd prefer more than to sit in for five days in a in a beautiful ground watching two mm. teams play Test cricket against each other. It'd be it'd be marvellous. So there is a place for both, and that's 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 for me the important thing is is it's not that or that. It's not having to choose which one goes obsolete. It's actually trying to work out 
Um, we want to keep Red Bull. We want to keep White Bull. We want to give both priority. We want to love both. We want to show the world we love both. And this is how we slot them into the 365 days of a cricketing year. And that's the important part because there's only 365 days and there's an awful lot of cricket being played. And it's, it's how you actually balance that calendar so that everybody gets a little bit of what they want. You know, I, I do it all the time for my beloved Redbacks who stink up the joint every damn year. You know, I love seeing Adelaide Oval uh, or Karen or Rolton Oval as they play there now. But, you know, I, I support my um, my state cricket. And I'm sure you support your county team, um, Yorkshire, I believe. Um, so, Absolutely. you know, yeah. <laughs> so, you know, that that's just who I am individually as a person. You know, I don't hate white ball, but I just think when the priority lacks over red ball cricket, that's what I kind of have a problem with now. Back to England. Um, are we any closer for the coaching role? A few names been mentioned. I think yep. Paul Collingwood's performance in the West Indies not wasn't the greatest uh, yeah. advertisement for himself in terms of the test side. I, th- I think he's very much in the conversation for the white ball. Jarba heard people like Mahela Jai Warden, Ricky Ponting, a few others mentioned in terms of that, the white ball job. They've talked about splitting it so that it allows a, a player to go, uh, uh, sorry, a coach to go and coaching the IPL and, and what have you as well. So they can, they can get the best of both worlds. And they're talking about paying a lot of money as well, you know, breaking the bank a little bit to actually get the right man to come in to coach the white bull side. Uh, and they're talking about the same thing for Red Bull. Um, I've seen a, a number of names mentioned, including Justin Langer, who apparently is interested. We've seen um, the Gary Kirsten um, was talked about as well. So a number of uh, potentials there for the Red Bull too. But I think that comes, um, that yeah, the, the obvious order for these positions to be filled is director of cricket first, yep to yep. then appoint the head coach, to then start thinking about who the captain should be. So it's going to be a kind of rolling process. Mm-hmm. You know, you talk about me not coming on here very often or coming on here more often than you think I should. Um, <laughs> we might get an announcement every week from here on, so you yeah, might see a lot think, of me. Yeah. Um, but exactly. yeah, the, so the director of cricket, I think, he's got, is, is the one they've got to get in place first because he's got to be the man, um, whoever, whoever that person is, to get his feet under that desk Think about right. This is where I want to take cricket, and these are the people I want to take me there. And that's yes, he's the first person in in, in situ or she. You never know. Would you be against a a, a woman? Absolutely um, not. I want yeah, the right yeah. person for the job. I mean, I, yeah. I, I never understand with the director of cricket why it has to be a former England player. You know, because yeah. director of cricket, you need to have somebody who obviously understands the game and is passionate about the game. But me and you could say that. Um, yeah. And. Yeah. But you need to have somebody who's got some kind of like leadership, management, drive, and can you know plan and strategize and all that kind of stuff. Uh, somebody that's come from the county game, England game, into this commentary box knows how to stand in front of a camera and talk about cricket. And, know, and I'm talking about Rob Key here. I love Rob Key. I think as a pundit, he's superb. On, on and as a commentator, he's superb. I really like some of the stuff he says. But what experience has Rob Key got about being in charge of an organisation? Absolutely nothing. Why is he the right person to be director of cricket for England? Just because he said the right things a couple of times on Sky. Well, whoever they do announce, James, I, I, I hardly doubt they'll have a press conference at the back of a net like they did uh, when Andrew McDonald got his job um, as the coaching of Cricket Australia when they just did a bunch at a net uh, behind MCG, which I think was... Uh, he's doing all right. Oh, well, that that was kind of a player's player thing. Um, Pat Cummins and Steve Smith liked him, so how, forget how about everybody. By the way, how would you... Um, how would you see it as an Aussie if Justin Langer became the head coach of the England test team? Well, I'd wish him all the best, but from an Aussie perspective, I'd be a little bit disappointed because there was a lot of people in Australia that believe he got shafted. I, I think I'd like to say predominantly people would like to see him do well, except against Australia. And it'd be very, I, I, it'd be very strange for me yeah, as somebody yeah. that's grown up watching yeah. his, his great yeah. side. As, yeah. I mean, I'm a Perth school. If I, if I have a team in the big bash, it's the Perth school. Yeah. Is, I, I know him yeah. from that part. You know. Yeah. Yeah. He's coaching in that yeah. part of the world, and uh, um, but obviously, yeah, as an England yeah. supporter, and I've always waited him to get out when I've ever seen him bat against us. It would be quite strange <laughs> to see him in the England on the England balcony. Yeah, in series. I, I think I think the way he left, you know, a lot of people, a lot of empathy for him. Um, as I said, you know, a lot of people think, you know, what happened wasn't right. Cricket Australia did not handle that very well. Neither did they handle the Tim Payne thing very well. So I think people would be presently pleased. It's, I'll tell you um, what, Lucas, yeah. you could probably go through pretty much every single governing body of, of cricket internationally <laughs> and it, you yeah. count on one hand the amount of things they actually do handle right. How much yeah. do, they, they tend to get things wrong yeah. all the time, don't they? Exactly, yeah. 
I think I think with 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 social media, I think they they use that as a kind of a tool um, instead of facing the music, um, which Australia cricket Australia did with Tim Payne and the uh, Justin Langer thing, and now with the new coach Andrew McDonald. Um, I didn't like that personally. I don't. I didn't mind the choice how they did it. I thought was a little bit disrespectful because basically Pat Cummins said Steve Smith, well, I want them. Well, you got it. You got them. So um, I, I didn't really like that personally. Um, I would have liked Ricky Ponting. Um, I think I think it, you just mentioned how would the public feel if if Justin Langer went to England. In contrast to Ricky Ponting, if he went to England, I think a lot of people would be very mad with that upset um, because they want him coaching Australia. And all the times that they've asked Ricky Ponting, Ricky Ponting has turned them down for media roles. Um, and if Ricky Ponting was to be the man to coach England, there would there would be a lot of a lot of um, people that'd be upset by that. I got a lot of time. I mean. I got a lot of time for overseas coaches. Um, yeah. yeah, Mike County Yorkshire have had that. Yeah, in, in recent times, have had their best years with overseas coaches. Yeah. England's they've had probably their best performances. You know, winning the World Cup under Trevor Bayliss, etc. But there are certain players that are just so synonymous with the opposition. Mm. Um, and Ricky Ponting, yeah, two thousand five Ashes, one of the most mm. iconic series was the Australian oh, captain. Yeah. Mm. I love him as a pundit. You know, he comes across he's brilliant. When you see him interviewed, he oh, comes yeah. across as a really nice guy. Yeah. One of the most disappointing things as an Englishman, actually, whenever you talk to an, an Australian who you have kind of tuned yourself to <laughs> want to get out all the time, you you actually talk to them. They always come across as really yeah. nice nice blokes. Mm. Got nothing but admiration for Jason Gillespie, who uh, yeah. I worked with when I was at Yorkshire. But Ricky Ponting being in an English tracksuit would be very hard for me to get my head around. Yeah, it, you, you wouldn't be the only one. I, I would, I'd be livid, absolutely, mm. because the amount of times he said no to Australia, then he bloody yeah. goes and turns around and says yes to England. I, I would be livid with that. To be honest, I don't think he'd do it. I really don't. I can't no. see him. If if I I don't know him. I've, I've met him yeah. once, and it was very very fleetingly. I so I don't know him, but I can only kind of piece together what I've seen from interviews and how he comes across. I can't see him wanting to coach England. Well, it's good to know you've met the who's who of cricket, James. Um, you know, and I've and I've met Ashnagar's brother. When, so. when I, I, met, I met Ricky at a, was it 2009 Ashes Test match? I was working as the media manager uh, in Yorkshire. We were doing uh, a dinner for Michael Vaughan, and we mm. wanted to get Ricky Ponting to do a um, a little thing to a video. Um, I have to, I've got three questions written down, and um, he basically we went through their media people and said, "Yeah, he'll give you ten minutes or five minutes or whatever." Very busy, obviously. Um, and he, so we got ushered him into this room. I had the video camera, my three questions. He just looked at me and I said, hello, Ricky. He goes, all right, mate. Question number one. Um, can't remember what the three questions were. Reeled off the questions. Um, I said, thank you. He went, is that it, mate? And then he cleared off. And that was it. He shook my hand and that was it. Yeah, it's very, very functional. It was very perfunctory. I think that's the phrase. Oh, it's good. It wasn't, it, it wasn't it, a it's, chat. It wasn't really a chat. <laughs> no, well, it's, it's good to get a media job in cricket, James. A lot of lot of benefits there. A job that I really wish I had. But anyway, we could we could go on for hours about that. But anyway, James, um, thank you. Actually, I do. Speaking of coaches, um, what were your reactions to uh, Chris Silverwood being appointed coach of Sri Lanka? I think he'll do a really good job there. Mm. I I I think in the same way, it's hard to judge Joe Root with everything that's been going on. Yeah. I think Chris Silverwood took over England at a very very difficult time. Bubbles, blah 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 blah. Um, I think he was coaching with his hands tied behind his back to a degree. Um, maybe, yeah. I, 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 you would imagine if you sat down with him, he's quite an honest guy, very likable bloke. Um, he would uh, probably honestly say that he got things wrong and he got things right. And he, if he had his time again, there might be a few things he might do differently, but I don't think he did anything dramatically wrong. And I think with Sri Lanka, maybe slightly lesser expectations, a, a slightly more club feel to the way they are as a team, I think he might do really well there. Yeah. You mentioned that he wasn't given the support in England, but gee, that's not better in, in, in Sri Lanka. They've got real big problems with their test team. Yeah, I mean, there's political stuff that he's going to have to kind yeah. of climb himself around. Yeah. Whether he actually get what he wants with them as well is, remains yeah. to be seen. But I think yeah. if, they, if they put faith in him and allow him to make decisions, uh, we saw in, in county cricket what he transformed Essex and made them into championship title winners and one-day winners and Anton McGrath's taken that on since. Um, so I think if they do back him, he's got certainly got the pedigree to make Sri Lanka, um, and they've got some half decent players. So there's, why shouldn't he be successful? I think Eng- England may- maybe was the wrong job at the wrong time for Chris Silverwood.
Social Podcast Network. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.